Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theatre in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. She rose from the ashes and became iconic. It's the always delightful Audrey Phoenix. How are you? Hi, Michael. Well, welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Th- so this is your second appearance on Block Talk before. Yeah, but it's my like first like real appearance. Right. It's your. It's well, your that's. Solo. I'm totally just like shading your like yeah, thank, thank you for um, <laughs> shading our. Um, um, I will say that we've preview. already we've finished half a bottle of Pinot Noir. Yes, so we did. This is we're what, both in a great position. Yeah, to we're start. in a, we're in a great mood. But yeah, the first time you were on the podcast. Um, was the, also the very first time you had met Seraphim. Yes. Because she was on oh, the podcast, too. Oh, how long ago was that? That was the end of November. That feels like a lifetime ago. That was ago. before um, All Stars 4. It was also it was before All Stars 4. It was before Iconic Season 2. Yeah. Because you weren't even sure if you were going to apply. I, at the time, I was I had no intention of applying. Yeah. Look, I knew really... I knew Seraphim was applying. I had no desire to apply. <laughs> right. Well, this is this is full circle. Ah crazy. So we're going to talk about you, which I know is so scary oh, for it's you. my favorite topic. <laughs> um so let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? I am from New York City. I grew up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um yeah and I've been here my whole life. What is life like in the Bronx? life in the Bronx it's mm-hmm. hard I moved out when I, I we left the Bronx when I was like 11 and I have not been back because that's just how I feel so you went like and I like Bronx I feel too. like I feel bad when like there's people like like Lin-Manuel Miranda who were like grew up in Washington Heights and is so proud of Washington Heights and like stays in Washington Heights and I'm the opposite I'm like I left the Bronx and I'm never coming back that's fair <laughs> so you went from the Bronx to where we lived my family and I lived in like east harlem for about 12 years my mom still lives there and then after there when i after college i moved to inwood which Mm. is practically the bronx and now i live in harlem and i love being in harlem i've been there for about a year now staying up in the hundreds (laughs) i love the hundreds so obviously there are a lot of people who like oh my god i want to move to new york new york is my dream city what would you say to people who dream of new york as someone who lived in new york as a child I will say, and this sounds terrible, like, the city doesn't love you. The city hates everyone. So Taylor Swift's a liar. Taylor Swift's a fucking liar. But (laughs) what else is new? But I just think it's like, keeping that in mind, you just have to do the best you can. And you might have a lot of, like, weird, like, domino effect experiences that make you think that, like, oh my god, like, I am, like, this is my home. I love it here. But... Don't let that blind you to the reality yeah. <laughs> of how horrible this city is. <laughs> so you mentioned, but no, no, no. but yeah. like, I, but so, I love, I love it here, and I think because well, you never left. It's I, because I've never left, and I just, I got really loud. I'm sorry, uh, but and and like full tea, I love it here, um, and I think that there are some people who do, and it's a, and it's an acquired taste, and if 
you're here and you love it, that means, you know, you're made for the city and you should stay. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned college. Where did you go? I went to Parsons School Parsons. of Design. I studied now, illustration. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I personally, because I'm a big fan of your work and I've seen your work, oh, please thanks. plug it. Please tell people where they like, can find your illustrations. Like my illustrations yes. and like yes. my graphic design what work. What is your website? Uh, jpsketch.com. It's also my boy Instagram handle and my uh, Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I remember. Like, I, there was a time where, like, that was my brand. Like, JP Sketch was my brand. And then I just, and then I somehow. So, again, going back to that, um, <laughs> the uh, podcast that we did record, that day I said to you, I was like, I'm a big fan of your work. Um, I, w- like, would love to possibly consider putting um, a commission of your, one of your sketches for the Wit of Iconic. And I then, and right? Draw, draw but season three is coming, baby. It's, it's true, but no, I, I mean, and I will fully do that. Yeah. Like I think that's a great prize to yeah, toot no, my own horn. I know, and I'm I'm excited for something that you are cooking up soon, which we can't talk about. But no, it's that's it's a secret. It's gonna be you're really really talented, and Thank I think you. people need to see your work. And please commission Audrey Phoenix to draw something for you. I actually full tea. Um, lately, I've been doing a lot of like drag stuff. I started doing. Working for drags, like, literally over a decade ago, I was doing these really shitty flyers for Marty Gold Cummings uh, in, like, two, what year is it now? 2019? <laughs> so, like, literally, like, 2008. Um, I'm so much better now, and I've been doing stuff for, like, Pussy Willow, for, like, Jacqueline Hyde, uh, uh, Ducky and Patsy of Iconic fame. Like, I've just, so it's, like... I've gotten to a point where, like, people trust me to make their flyers, which is fun. Because I love, I actually love making drag flyers. It's one of yeah. my favorite things to do. I do it when I'm at work. <laughs> well, you want to tell everyone where you work? I work at Dylan's Candy Bar. <laughs> and the ironic part of that is? Senior graphic designer. Oh, the ironic part is that I have type 1 diabetes. <laughs> yeah, so you don't so get, I can't you, you eat indulge, the candy. Right. I don't indulge, but I like designing things for them. What is, what was the most challenging, um project you had to do at Dylan's. At Dylan's, we launched in December this massive what we call our gold collection, mm-hmm. which is like more I mean Dylan's itself is pretty pricey, but like we have this really expensive brand of candy that's all like in gold foil and has this like massive like appearance at the store called the Gold Collection and it's just that it's like it's like 50 SKUs, which is, like, each item is mm-hmm. called a SKU. Like, there's, like, 50 of them, and it's, like, like the nutritionals on the back and, like, the design of the packaging, and ugh, it's it's a lot of work. And so, like, we finished that in December, and but even still, it's, like, it's... What month is it now? It's April. It's, it's going to be May, and it's, like, we're still doing work on the gold collection. It just never ends. Are you someone, like, when you go into the store, do you, like... Oh my god, I created that. I, That's I do, I do. I've been there because I've been people? there. I've been there for a year now, and like my first like three months there, it's like you would walk into the store, and I didn't have a presence there. Whereas now, like I've been there long enough, and I've done so many projects and collections where I can walk into the store and be like, "Oh my god, I did that, and I did that." And can I we did can that. we like take a field trip one time? And you yeah, I'd out. love to like give you a tour and show yeah. you all the shit I did. I can give That'd you be some, really cool. Give you some free shit too. Yeah, I, that's another thing I've been doing is that I've been like fully going to like my friends' drag shows with like a basket of just like Dylan's candy, being like, "Well, this is for the audience. Have yeah. fun." <laughs> so you went to Parsons. Yes. Good experience. Bad experience. What did you a think? A great experience. I mean, in retrospect, I feel like. I wasted four years and hundreds of thousands of dollars, but 
like I'm I'm working, so that's fine. Absolutely. Now, it's one of those things where it's like when you're in the workforce in the work field and you're applying to jobs and you're getting jobs, you you realize that the school you went to on your resume, at least for me as a designer, it doesn't matter. Like no one's looking at that, so I constantly think like, "Wow, I wasted four years," because no one actually cares. They care that you can do the work. They don't care how you're able to right. do the work. You know, so it's like. So you're from New York. You go to school in New York. Did you live at home during college, or did you like live? In the I lived dorms? at home. Mm-hmm. I lived when we were we were on on the east side, hundred and first and first avenue. I couldn't afford housing, so I stayed at home and commuted to downtown to 14th street every day did you make friends still were you able to still like part go out and party and like do the college thing yes and no what happened was like i was in this like program it was the higher education opportunity program oh, which so you're like smart. i was like a, it was a it's called heop so like i started college the summer before my first semester and i made a lot of friends there and i also met like the, like the person who changed my life the most my first two years like my like Josh my boyfriend at the time like we met that summer and it was just like this instant attraction and we were together for two solid years in school so it was like I'm a I'm an adult but I have this relationship and I'm like staying at his dorm all the time and like all this weird shit and it was through him where I like made my like college family kind of sort of my first years and then we broke up and and he got the house and the dogs and i was sort of like left alone (laughs) so like my second two years of college i was kind of just by myself because everyone i knew and loved kind of like just disappeared well (laughs) that's the thing about relationships (laughs) that is true i don't know i wouldn't i haven't been in a relationship in 12 years so i think we're similar like because i was i was literally like i was 17 when i started college and I was 17 when I met and started dating Josh. And well, I guess two years later, I was 19, yeah. you know? And I'm... I'm older than that a, now. I'm older than that now. So it's, it's been a long time. I've dated a lot of people since then. I haven't. <laughs> Michael, relax. <laughs> okay, so you graduate. You, you, you're you in the field. You're working a little bit. When did drag into your life? I, whew, I feel like there's like... A thousand answers to that. So when, say, when was the first show you went to? The first show I went to. I mean, technically, I would go back to saying a decade ago when I was working for Marty, you mm-hmm. know, was like I would go to Marty shows. But I feel like back then even, like Marty was doing Marty's thing, but like Marty's doing drag now. Back then, I don't know if Marty was doing drag. Like, Marty was performing. Marty was hosting on the mic. But I don't know if Marty was a full-on drag queen back then, you know? That's the mm-hmm. weird thing that I, like... She was entertaining. She was entertaining. So, like, and I would go to, like, she would have these weird shows that I would go to, like, at New World Stages and, like, whatever bar that's no longer open, you know? But I think my first, like, full-on, like, drag queen experience was certainly Seymour Broadway Mondays at Hardware. Mm-hmm. Like five or six years ago uh she's been doing it a while um or maybe shorter than that i can't remember but yeah that was probably my first experience and you caught the bug i caught the she's such a good performer before that it was actually my best friend lewis who dragged me to uh 
Boxer's Hell's Kitchen to see the season seven finale of Drag Race. Ooh. And I had not watched Drag Race before. Okay, so can you remember... So that was my first experience. Can you remember watching that episode and be like, that's the person who should win? Who no, should, because who'd... I was so... I don't like coming into a story at the end of it okay. and not having any knowledge. So, like, that was the finale of that season, and I hadn't watched any of the other episodes of the season, so I was just fully confused. So you're and like, my who? grandmother always did this thing where, like, when I was a kid, like, my grandma passed away a couple years ago, but, like, when I was a kid, we she would just be, like, flipping through the cable channels and find a movie that was, like, 40 minutes into the movie and could just, like, sit there and watch the rest of the movie and fully understand it. And I'd be like, I can't do this. I need to be there from the beginning Otherwise, I don't my, know my, my My dad was very much like that as well. He'll just, like, turn something on and be like, okay, I'm watching. I was like, but you... I was like, what? I can't do that. Yeah. So, like, I was there, and I, I don't even remember who was on season seven. Wow. Violet, Pearl, was, and yeah, Ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was a season that everyone hated, wasn't right. it? Like, so, like, I really like Ginger, I guess. But, like, it was just a Makes thing sense. of, like... Makes sense for It was you. a thing of, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And like Violet one, right? That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> so let's talk about Audrey Phoenix. Describe Audrey in three words. Dumb. <laughs> and do I have to pick two other words? I don't know. I think she's funny sometimes. And energetic? Dumb, funny, and energetic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not necessarily the words I would pick. But... What, what, what words would you pick? I'm I, the interviewer I, now. <laughs> no, you're no. That podcast has not happened yet. Uh, no, I would. I would pick. Um, I I would say that you are definitely campy. Okay, I like campy. Um, I love John Waters. Yeah. Um, no, I would say you're campy. You're de- energetic. Does work. I would like that one. Dumb. I don't think so. I think. I, I, I think like... you are. You have an intellect to you as a performer. Do you see? I was talking to Chiffon Dior once. <laughs> And I also said the words dumb, and she, like, was doing what you did now. She, like, made this, like, like, she made me, like, step away from that and be like, no, 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 you're not, and I'll never say, and I was like, but, like, I don't have a problem with that word. No, I know. Like, I, I think there's a lot of shit that I do that is just stupid, and it, it makes me right, happy in my heart. Right, I think stupid is a better word than dumb. Because oh, you're not okay. Audrey isn't I'm dumb. Not, I'm not mute. Audrey is stupid. <laughs> she's silly. She's okay. She's goofy. Fair enough. I, I like that. Okay. So I want to hear about the origin story of the drag name and the persona. It's the most unexciting story. Well, you're on the podcast. You knew it was coming. I'm a bit of a nerd. A little bit. A little bit. A lot of bit. And my two favorite fictional characters are Audrey from Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. And Jean Grey from X-Men. Yeah. The Phoenix. Um, so that's... And I just, like... I was like, well, I like these women. I'm just gonna put them together. And that's how it came. And I also just think, like, Audrey is just, like, a, such a, like... It's such a classic name. Like, when you hear it, or when I hear it, I'm like, ooh, I, like... Someone named Audrey, I'm like, ooh, that's, like... Like, I think of, like, Audrey Hepburn. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's just something, like... It's, cla- it's classic. It's just classic. Okay, so two follow-up questions. What would an Audrey... And Jean Grey mix look like? I did it at the iconic finale. Yeah. I, I had a, this mix that, and it's not a mix that I can ever do again unless I like edit it, but like I had Little Shop in there. I had like weird X Men quotes in there, and I think it worked for, to my benefit, but uh, I would love to like go back to that mix and try oh, yeah. to 
edit it so that it would work. Because I made it specifically for the iconic finale. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, like, try to, like, make it more general. <laughs> so well, I could now, perform now, it anywhere. <laughs> now my second follow-up question. Are you excited to see Sansa as Jean Grey? And... No. Yeah, neither am I. Because I saw X-Men Apocalypse. And yeah, she's not, not good. Like, I love her on Game of Thrones. No, she's a terrible actress. But, like, I think she's doing fine as Sansa. She's just... She is a terrible actress. She's fine as Sancha. Sa- Sancha. So, <laughs> I'm Sancha. Yes, I'm <laughs> Sancha. Uh, <laughs> come on, Man of Mancha. Um, no, I like her on Game of Thrones because she doesn't have to, like... like Do anything? Sh- she doesn't have to do much. Like, she stays there with, like, one expression on her face, and she's just speaking in her natural accent. In X-Men, she has to be American, and she's not good at the accent. No. And, like... So when she was cast... Like, and I'm a big fan of the X-Men. Like, that's my shit. And I love the movies for the most part. But, like, when she was cast, I was like, it hurt my heart. Because that's a character that I feel so connected to. So, like, to have someone that I would never cast myself if I was in that position was just like, oh. Would you prefer that they had done it with Famke Jensen? I mean, they did and they failed. Right. I, I also, but, like, Famke Jensen was phenomenal she was she was she was she was extraordinary she was great like that's my fucking girl like every time she appeared like nip tuck amazing uh how to get with how to get away with murder amazing Uh like she's just like she's one of my favorite favorite people (laughs) yeah no her i think her jean gray is the more superior it is and it's like it's nothing it's not sophie's fault and then like They, like, in the last movie, and I'm just getting nerdy now, in the last movie, they introduced us to, like, the younger version of the X-Men because it was in the 80s. And then to go from there, like, our first introduction to them, to immediately jump into the Phoenix Saga, the next film, where we barely know anything about yeah. Sansa Grey, like, and to, like, be like, <laughs> and now you're the Phoenix. It's like, oh, I should, has she earned this title? You know, it's like, ugh. How long does it take to transform into Audrey? It takes an hour. Just an hour. It used to take longer. And then I realized it took longer because I would panic a lot. Yeah, that 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 makes sense for you. So once you remove the panic, it, it takes like about a solid hour. Okay. Do you have any like traditions you do when you get ready? I just listen to the mixes I'm going to perform that night. Because I'm not getting into drag if I'm not performing. <laughs> You're not one of the. You, you're not gonna like make a video. And, like, I can't just like make get into look. drag to take pictures or get into drag to just like go somewhere. There's like nothing wrong other with that. queens I know can do, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just can't do it if I'm not going to a place to perform. I because I don't. I I realized recently I don't like getting into drag. I don't like getting into drag, and I don't like getting out of drag. But That's I fair. love being in drag. Well, it's Bob, the drag so queen family famously said, if you're going to do a look, go out and let people see it. Yeah. Tea. Now, what are your top three makeup tips? Makeup tips? I yeah. feel like I'm not the queen to give makeup tips. Well, okay, so fine. Let's let's adjust it. What are your three favorite parts of makeup that you do for, your, for Audrey? Three favorite parts? Oh, God. <laughs> Even that's a tough question. What's funny is, like, you've listened to these podcasts before, so you knew these questions. No, it's just, like, I, like, I hate, I feel like since in the last couple of months, I feel like, like, I mean, I've been doing drag for going on two years now, and I feel like my first year, I wasn't pretty. 
Um, I think I'm really pretty now. <laughs> and that's because I've had multiple people paint my face. And when that happens, you sort of like, you learn things about yourself that you didn't know before. And it helps you influence the next time you paint yourself. So like, I love doing my lips. I love doing my eyes. But like, I don't know. Is there anything that you're moving forward that you're like, okay, I'm going to adjust this or I want to change this. I want to play around with oh, this. Oh, constantly. Like, I only just started wearing bottom lashes, like, a couple months ago. And that's been a game changer for me. I'm like, what? Look at her. <laughs> Who are some of your inspirations in drag? Inspirations in drag? Yeah. Miss Coco Peru. Mm-hmm. Who else? I love Shangela. Shangela's... Baby Shangji or adult Shangji? Adult Shangji. Shangela was robbed. Uh, Shangela's been robbed. Um, who else? I'm trying not to name Drag Race girls. I'm trying to think of New York. Hmm. Let's say Divine. Okay. Well, those Divine. are good names. Those are good names. I love Coco. I actually love Coco. I've seen every time Coco Peru is in New York City, I make an effort to go to wherever her show is going to be. Well, you can go with Kiki now. <laughs> I know, right? Drag daughter. <laughs> so I want to know about your first drag gig and what the first lip sync you did in that perform- gig was. My first time. I mean, I was always like a hollow queen. Like mm-hmm. I would like put on a dress and paint my face for like October 31st and like go out thinking I was the shit knowing that in retrospect seeing pictures being like oh girl she was hideous um but my first actual gig was my friend Ariana I Ariana and I would go to Broadway Mondays every week like every Monday like we would not miss a Monday for a solid like two years we would just like every Monday we were there um so we were friends with, we like knew Sutton, we like liked Sutton, we were friends with her on Facebook, and Sutton posted a thingy about her albatross show that she mm-hmm. does, about like drag debutantes, um, which I know a lot of queens have done, but Ariana tagged me in that post, being like, cause, cause Sutton was like, any queens looking to do this show? And and I literally messaged her, I was like, sure? And she was like, you're in. And she gave us like two months to prepare, and... It's my first time, like, fully in drag performing, and I did Patti LaBelle's Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Look with at this, Shel- full circle. And, <laughs> um, Shelby Late was there. It was also her, like, mm. drag debutante debut, too. And it was, and, it was fun. And Lulu Likes Men. Lulu Likes Men. And guess who was in the audience that night? Were you in the audience that I night? I sure was. Oh, my God. And you were like, this bitch is not going places. <laughs> That's false. <laughs> But no, that was a fun night because I feel like, like it was a great night. I think all the girls did well. I think Shelby and I were the ones who like really like broke out that yeah. night, and we were like, I mean, fully like full tea, like because I, I know it. She and I filled Albatross. Yeah, like everyone at that bar was either there for Shelby or there for Audrey, and that was a nice. It's nice to have your first performance be in front of just. As many of your friends. You yeah. Know, like, it was, I had a lot of friends there. So, obviously, we would say Sutton is one of the first people to help you out in your drag journey. Yeah, Anybody she, gave else? My, she gave me a start. Anyone else who really... I mean, I guess sister? after Sutton, it's, like, Marty, because, mm-hmm. uh, again, like, met her over a decade ago, was, like, doing d- weird design work for her. So we knew each other in and out of drag, I guess. And then for season eight of UDP... She posted this thing on Instagram about 
girls who were interested in doing it. Right. Which is not something she's ever done for any other pageant. She usually, like, picks the girls and has them. Someone must have dropped out, so she, like, posted it on Instagram. Like, oh, anyone want to do this? And I messaged her just being like, oh, this... I had performed, like, four times at that point. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'm like, I would love to, like, hear more about it. And instead of... I was expecting to get, like, a response of, like answers and questions being like oh well this is how it works this is how it's gonna run it's gonna be from here to here are you interested instead i got you're in and yep. i was like i was like oh oh like this is happening like i have to just okay great so i just had to like batten down the hatches and just like force myself to like figure out eight weeks of drag well let's talk about it so you made your competition start at the ultimate drag pageant Season eight. What was the biggest takeaway from the competition? The biggest takeaway? I had such a great experience during UDP. And that's not something that I feel a lot of girls... I, no, that's not true. I think I've, I've heard from a lot... Because every queen in New York has done UDP. And I think there's a good amount that have had that same experience that I've had. Where it's like, I just made so many great friends from my season... And that was my big biggest takeaway because I was still so wet behind the ears when I did it. Um, but it was like becoming friends with like Lemon and Vix and Pussy Willow and Michelle Shock and Sterling, like those girls who I still love and adore, who still like support me and I support them, and that's what helped me doing during Iconic, like building that drag family is what helped me do well, I think. In That's fair. The next time I did a competition, being like... Because when I did UDP, I was all alone. I was just by myself. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like... I, I, I did fine. I made it to the finale. But I didn't know anything about Audrey back then that I know now, you know? I mean, I was there for most of those weeks. You missed the finale. You did miss the finale. <laughs> I, think I, was, I think that was the week I was in North Carolina for mm. my brother. But no, I, I was there and watched you grow. And I remember watching your performances being like, this is someone people should keep an eye on. Oh, thanks. And it was really your angel number that solidified my adoration for, for child, you. That was childhood week. And it, but it, it was unique. And it was something I, I... At that point, I think I'd probably seen two or three performances from you. I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting really? it. And again, I, I've told you many times, like, I sat in that front row in my seat taking pictures like I always did, smiling from ear to Aww. ear because it was... I love that. It was wonderful. I love that number. And it's funny because, like, I didn't place that week. But, <laughs> but what I love is that, like, that's the one number that, like, I feel like all of my drag queen friends are just like, oh, you're doing this again. Oh, but, I... I'm, and I'm like, no, please no, but do like, it. No, it's like, it's the audiences, like, of just, yeah. like, the people who are seeing me for the first time. When they, when I do that number, it just, like, I've never been, not that this is any way to gouge anything, but, like, I've never been tipped more than when I do that number. Like, I get, like, $20 Venmo, like. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's original, and it's very well done. Thank you. <laughs> now back to UDP and the things you did during it. Is there a week that you wish you could have redone or do over? UDP? I don't know. The full tea is that like I feel like my best weeks were the weeks that Marty wasn't there. <laughs> and I wish she was because I wanted her to see that I could be... Because I won Snatch Game 
Pussy Willow and I were in the top that week. Marty wasn't there, but I like I wanted her to see that because I feel like her perception was the whole season. Everyone's perception was that like it was Lemon Show and Michelle was also doing really well. And I just wanted her to see that I was also I could also you know do well. I don't know what I'm saying, you know, but like. So if there's anything I could do differently, it would somehow force Marty to be there on the weeks that I did okay. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> so from UDP to Iconic, not only did you participate in season two of Iconic, you won. <laughs> what was it like to hear Heidi Ho call your name and crown you as our second winner? It's the most real thing in the world because I, again, I told you, I had no plans on doing this. I've never won anything, so just like it, like and I was, I was not expecting. Like it's, I don't think anyone understands when I say how unexpected it was. Like I was fully not, ex- like I was going in there the finale. Just I was like, I'm just delighted to be there. I'm just delighted to be here. My, uh, I know delighted to be here as a drag queen. I my um. My Instagram bio used to just be, it literally used to say, happy to be here. (laughs) Like, that was my bio. (laughs) And it was true. Did um, Iconic's inaugural winner, Nicole Noskopy, give you any advice after your victory? She helped me a lot, actually. But Um, afterwards, did she, like, prepare you for... Oh, afterwards? Prepare you for the world? I wouldn't say afterwards. I will say that, like, I was talking to her a lot during the season. Because I wanted to just constantly pick her brain. Um, because she'd been there. Um, since then, we've talked, we've talked, but she's been busy with other competitions now. Um, she's just like, you know, like making her way through the town. So I haven't, like, I don't, I feel bad. I feel weird about talking to people about things because I feel like I'm bothering them. And oh my I God, hate, you're like me. Like, I hate being annoying. So like, even like, there's a lot of stuff that I won at Iconic for the finale that, like, I haven't redeemed yet because I'm too scared to message people about oh it because I'm like, well, I don't want to... I'm sorry to bother you, but I won this thing that you have to give to me for free. Please give it to me now. Like, you know? Sounds like, like we have to do a little CC emails. Okay, we'll make that just happen. Get, like, it stresses me out. So, what was the Iconic experience like? And for this competition, what was your biggest takeaway? My this biggest takeaway? Well, like, well, we'll start by saying that, like, Iconic was so different than UDP. UDP, I never thought I had a chance of winning. So I was there every week just having the time of my life and like growing my drag and just doing what I could to like make any sort of impact. And I made honestly the best of friends there. Iconic was different because I won week one. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to but I did so it was like from there it was like this weird experience where like I don't feel like I got as close to the iconic girls as I did the UDP girls I don't know if that has anything to do like I feel like we were all really supportive of Lemon our season knowing that like she was the one to be I don't know if I had that same experience should I be saying this <laughs> but I don't know it was just like, it, I mean, it was fun at the end. I mean, I won, so I guess that's fun, but... I mean, it's the nature of competition sometimes. I guess, but that's the reason why, like, I have no plans of doing any other competition. Ever again. <laughs> and I, I don't want to say that, and then, like, in a year, I'm, like, doing, like, Miss 
fucking Hell's i don't kitchen. know hell's kitchen or something but like for now like like i said to you on mike at that finale competitions pageants look good on you 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 have the i don't want to be it. a pageant queen you don't though. have to be a pageant queen you can do them occasionally you like I, I don't i don't mind the idea of doing them occasionally right now it's like you need a break i need a break it's expensive so obviously as someone who runs iconic i know the little inner workings but for those who are unaware we do have a mentorship component to the competition how did you utilize it and did it do you feel like it benefited you throughout the journey i think it did um it's it was you and heidi and Lindsay, and i did my best except i realized i didn't do it on the finale and i only realized this because i was talking to Lindsay like a couple days ago but like Every week, I would try to either talk to you, I would try to talk to Heidi, I would talk, talk, try to talk to Lindsay. There was one week where I was exclusively Lindsay. She really helped me that week. There was one week where I like was only talking to Heidi, and I wish I could have mixed and matched it a little bit more. But like you guys really did help me. But for whatever reason, for the finale, I didn't talk to anybody. I think I messaged you about, like, the runtime of one of my mixes. Yeah, that, and that was it. And that was it. And I feel bad about that because I wanted to, like, get you guys' input because you have helped me. You did help me all season. And I just, like, flopped. I was just like, I'm sorry. I don't like, think you flopped. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, it, would you tell someone who would compete next season that it's okay to contact us to, for your finale? It's totally. And but not only to contact you guys, but, like, to make sure... They contact everybody. Like, not just, like... It's like, I know, like, there are people who only talk to Lindsay, and people only talk to Heidi, and people only talk to you. I think you have to make sure <laughs> you're talking to all three of you, because it's, it's your show, you know? It's like, don't, like, exclude anybody. And the good thing <laughs> about us is, like, we are three very different people and you're with so three different, different ideas. And you're so different. And I think you're good at giving specific direction. I think... What I love about Lindsay is she's good at, like, she, you'll so I'll talk to you, and you'll be like, well, that's not a good idea. You should do this instead. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> but I'll still listen and do it. Lindsay will be like, no, that's, like, that's what you want to do. Like, I'm going to help you do the best possible version of what you want to do, whether I like it or not. And Heidi's just, like, a crazy bitch. So, like, like she's just, like, you just, I just love talking to Heidi. <laughs> so, are there any New York City drag queens that you've yet to work with that is on your dream list? Ooh, New York City specific. I am obsessed with West Dakota. Mm -hmm. She's, like, a Brooklyn queen. I think she's literally the be-all end-all right now for me like she's such a star and she doesn't like she's one of those queens where it's like maybe she'll be on drag race eventually but she fully doesn't need it like she's like everywhere and she's dynamic and she's exceptional and i just want to watch her all the time well, maybe you should invite her to your new show because ah, she would never go to queens <laughs> as the winner of iconic you won a limited run show I mean, Audric Phoenix rises. I'm excited about it. Are, you are excited? Rising, uh, like a cake or like yeast. Are you nervous? I'm so nervous. But you're excited. I'm excited. I've never had... I think that's the difference between me and a lot of the other girls from my season. It's like, I don't have a show. I've never had a show. This is my first show. I don't know how it's going to go. Well, what, what can we crossed. expect to see? I don't want to... I'll say... Can I say stupidity? Does, right. Will that work? Stupidity works. <laughs> 
So your run will coincide with the final season of Game of Thrones. It will. How are you tying Game of Thrones into your show? Well, I'm a fucking nerd, and I've like been watching Game of Thrones. I'm so excited about this season. So I, I'm fully like, we're gonna do. I don't know when this is gonna air, but like for now, we're we're doing like a tight eight to nine show, first set. We're doing a Game of Thrones viewing party. And then from 10 till whenever, we will fully be doing a talk back on Game of Thrones. And then I'll do some more numbers and yeah. we'll see how that goes. But like for now, like, because I'm going to have a lot of feelings about of course you every are. episode. And again, this is... And I'm going to want to talk about we, it. We are recording this before episode three, which for you Game of Thrones fans is the Battle of Winterfell. And we're probably going to lose this a lot of people. This is going to be a crazy so episode. So you're going to be like our emotional support. I, I don't know. I'm going to need the emotional support. Um, Should I have a guest? <laughs> Steven's going to be uh, making sure... I love Steven. Yeah, he's going to have to get give us a lot of drinks talk about steven <laughs> yeah steven steven savage we love you steven savage you're our favorite we love steven i love um, jazz too i love everyone at icon <laughs> yeah i mean it's a, it's a great place it's home it's a it, it's a, it is it's home. Like home icon and albatross it's weird but like my first performance ever was at albatross now again this is going to be airing probably closer to the end of the season maybe afterwards make a prediction who gets that fucking throne at this point it's it's one of those things where it's like it's not something i've ever thought of really it's not something i like there's this thing like i do this thing when i'm watching some weird fantasy thing or like some like superhero thing or whatever it is where it's like the questions that everyone else has is not something that i question okay like i'm here to watch every episode and I'm fully invested and I want to see how it plays out but like the like but who's gonna get the throne that's not something that but isn't what, that's not isn't, something that crosses my mind that's something that like when that's gonna happen I'll be fully invested to watch it but it's not the, something that's like it, even like with like uh, I just saw Avengers Endgame yesterday mm-hmm. which is like after like 10 plus years like it like fucking wrecked me but it's like going into it everyone's like so who's gonna die and i'm like i don't that's not i'm not thinking about that okay. i'm thinking about going in and having the experience i'm not thinking about like but who's gonna die because someone has to i'm like i don't okay so it's the same fair, thing with fair. game of thrones i'm like and it even randomly it reminds me of like this is us which i also watch where it's like the first two seasons everyone was like how did jack die the father like yeah. milo oh, i watched Demiglia. the first two seasons like everyone's like how did he die that's the question we want asked and i'm like is it like i don't <laughs> care like i like i'll when it happens i'll see how it happened but i'm not like sitting there like well here's my theory you're so you're not a redditor you're I'm not, not a redditor i'm not like i don't post theories i'm just like i don't care i'm here to just watch it and get the experience i don't that's fair. Well, we're going to play this or that. So okay. I'm going to give you options. You're going to tell me which one you prefer. Mm-hmm. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Like, deathly allergic. I get nosebleeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seraphim's allergic, too, I think. Flaily? Yeah. I think I uh, went to my friend Chris's place and had a... Yeah. Not good. Nice. Glasses or contacts? Glasses. Savory or sweet? Savory. Left or Right. Right. Beer or wine? Wine. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Marvel. Easy. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Christina Aguilera. Paper or computer? Computer. Angry Birds or Candy Crush? Angry Birds. Morning or evening? Morning. Home cooking or restaurant? Home cooking. 
Dunkin' or Starbucks? <gasps> Starbucks. Hollywood Squares or Match Game? Hollywood Squares. Trixie or Katya? Katya. Hot guys or smart guys? Ooh, can we get both? Nope. Can they be hot and smart? Nope. Oh, fuck. All right. That's well a perfect then. package. They don't exist. That's true. Then I'll say smart. He's a smart guy. Do 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 do. Bath or shower? Shower. Ew, baths are disgusting. <laughs> Warm colors or cool colors? Cool colors. Daenerys or Cersei? Fuck, I almost said Cersei. <laughs> That's weird because I hate them both. <laughs> what? Okay, so I'll say, oh God, I'll say Mother of Dragons, Daenerys, Arya, or Sansa. Arya, easy. Arya is literally my fucking queen. Like I will like if anything happens to Arya at the end of the season, other than her killing Cersei. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and finally, Jon Snow or Rob Stark? Oh, Jon Snow. All right, that was this or that. I've gotten arguments about it because everyone's really? like, oh, Rob Stark is so hot. And I was like, really? Like He's cute. He's fine. He's fine. Do you know, like, who, my, Snow is just do you know like, who my heartthrob was? Who? Loras Tyrell. Nice. Oh my God, he's so perfect. Yeah. Where do you see your drag in five years? In five years? I hope I'm still doing drag in five years. I've done this like thing where it's like, like when I first started, I was like really trying to like do drag. Now it's like, be, like we talked about it earlier, like I have a full time career. So like I, I'm doing drag and I'll keep doing it as long as I'm like getting booked and getting gigs. But like I'm not, like I'm just like seeing where it's going. You know, I'm yeah, not like that's fair. I'm not trying to like. I can't explain it. I'm not trying to find work. You know, like I'm like as long as people keep wanting to see me and people keep coming to my shows and people keep like booking me for things, like sure I'll keep doing it. But like, if it dries up in a year, then then I had a good run. You know, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so nightlife and the entertainment scene in general is infamous for blurred lines, especially when it comes to personal relationships. What are your thoughts on mixing business with pleasure, and does it really matter? Wait, what do you mean mixing business with pleasure? You know, sometimes people kai-kai, some people... Oh, well, I think I have a reputation of just being, like, a fucking whore. But, like, no, I'm kidding. Um, I know. I don't does know. it matter? I don't think it matters. Do, do you think people have a stigma about it? or A stigma? I think people do have a stigma about it. I don't. And you say fuck them. I say fuck them. Ideally. (laughs) How important is social media in the drag scene today? It's too important. It's so hard. And my thing is that, like, I feel like a lot of bar owners, that's the word I'm trying to say. See, the wine is kicking in. A lot of bar owners don't understand how it actually works. And it's just weird. Like, I think there's a generational gap because. A lot of, uh, a lot of older people in the nightlife scene and like owners of bars and and like people who have influence in nightlife, they like, they want us to like be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but Facebook is not. No one uses Facebook except you guys. Like I'm sorry. Like or like post in our main. Like it's just weird thing of like, and this is. Not only as a drag queen, as someone who, like, is in a marketing job and, like, knows how shit works. Like, I post my gigs in my stories because that's getting the most traction. Like, people are looking at my stories. If I post something in my feed, no one's seeing it. People are scrolling. Like, 
Exactly. So it's like, and like, and also like people scrolling, they want to see cunty, fierce looks. They don't want to see a flyer. So like you're losing engagements because of that. And you're like hurting your entire Instagram. So it's like, I, you have to post in your stories, but it's like, there are certain people who don't look at stories, so they don't know what's going on. And I was like, I'm sorry that like, I don't know what to do about that. Cause it's like, Instagram is really important, but it's like, you have to use it smartly. Well, this is kind of a fun. Like, I'll post yeah. on, I'll post on Facebook, but I, I know that no one under the age of 35 is looking on Facebook, you know? Well, this is a bit of a follow-up, kind of alluding to what you were saying. Drag seems to be a scene where validation from others is the key to getting to the next step, whether it's winning a competition or reaching that 10K swipe-up status on Instagram. Ooh, that swipe-up status. Why do you think patrons and bar owners value validation over art? Do you think they do? I mean, sometimes. I don't... I mean, I think it, like... Like, full tea. Like, I think if someone has a massive following and has won certain competitions, I think that shows that they're a dynamic performer that people are interested in and want to engage with. And that sometimes can translate to bar sales. Maybe it won't always, but, like, that's just the tea, you know? Uh, Like, I can't, like, argue with that. Like, I just have to, like, suck it up and try to, like gain more followers on instagram <laughs> yeah well are you ready to... me. <laughs> have you had enough wine i've had a lot of wine well I might we're, just pour we're, myself a glass. You, you should because it's about to play tea time oh we're gonna have tea well you have tea time while i have wine it. time you can probably hear it pouring you can a little bit well we are gonna start from the beginning the beginning we are gonna start with suddenly seymour Sutton, uh, she gave me my start i love her so much she actually when i won iconic she was one of the only, like, established New York queens who, like, she posted on my, like, Facebook. Like, she literally, like, sent me a message being like, I'm so proud of you. Not, there aren't, some people haven't even acknowledged it, which is, and not that they should, but it's just, like, the relationships I've made, there are certain queens who I wish <laughs> would have been like, I'm so happy for you, you know? And I, what I love about Sutton is that she's never, like, her debutante show has started the careers of so many mm-hmm. queens. And she never has taken credit for that. Ever. And that is something that, like, I can't, like, I will never forget that. Like, love Sutton. <laughs> Next we have Marty Gold Cummings. Marty's a sweetie. She's going places. She, she's She's gonna... She's going to represent us. She will represent us. And she'll sing Oklahoma at her inauguration. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. No, I've no, I've literally, I have, I literally could like type in Marty on my phone and send you texts that she sent me from like 2010. Like that's how long I've known Marty. It's crazy. Next we have Heidi Ho. Heidi, Heidi was such a gift. Like she, as a host of a competition you're in, like, she was just so gracious to everyone, you know? Like, and she didn't have to be. And she always made everyone, including myself, just feel at home at Icon. And that, like, that our drag, each individual person, like, our drag was good and our drag was worthy. And, and we deserve to be there. 
And she's also just, like, fucking incredible. Like, I've been to her shows at, like, Pieces and, like, at uh, Duplex. Like, she's a great performer. I wish I was, like, alive (laughs) when she was doing, like, So You Think You Can Drag? Right. Because that's something I would love to see. I also wish I could do So You Think You Can Drag. You can go back in time and watch her Kill Bill number. That's what. That's all. I, that's literally a dream of my life because I've never seen it, and I it's just so good. It. it was. It was. Epic. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's infamous," and I'm like, "I, I want to see." <laughs> Dare I say it's iconic? <laughs> Next we have Nicole Anoscopy. Nicole, this is tea time. I'm supposed to like drag people, aren't I? I mean, I, and I, like so far I can't because like Nicole is when I first started in drag. Nicole was the first. I've had a lot of random bad experiences with queens. Nicole was the first queen who, like, was just nice to me. And, like, I met Nicole when she had already, like, made a name for herself. She was doing a show at the West End before my show at UDP. And I would see her every night. And she literally was just so nice and gracious to me. And every week would be like, you know, if you want to, like, do a number at my show, you can. And I was just too stressed about UDP that I was like, oh, I can't. I'm like, I need to work on, like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, just the fact that she was so welcoming was just like, little sweet bean. (laughs) Next we have Patsy and Decline. Patsy and Decline. uh... (laughs) Astoria's favorite meth head. Astoria's favorite meth head. That's a her, like, crowning (laughs) achievement. Not anyone else's. She is wild. She is so... Her and Ducky, they're just wild. I've been doing posters for them for their, like, gigs. So they have so many gigs all the time. Like, good for them. Like, she's nuts. Her, uh... What was the number she did at Iconic where she was just, like, fully nude at the end? The, um, Buffalo Bill. The Buffalo Bill. Like, that was just... That was iconic. Sure was. Next is Zalika Parsons. Zalika. I feel like Zalika hates me, but I've only been nice to Zalika. And I feel like lately she's been nice back to me. Like, she's one of those queens who, like, I just want to be friends with. But, like, I'm convinced that she can't stand me. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, hi, Zalika. And she's like, oh, it's Audrey Phoenix. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> oh. I'm whatever. <laughs> Next, Lacey Stoner. Lacey, I wish... I wish, like, Lacey had some issues, I guess, during Iconic and had to bow out of the competition. I wish she could have stayed because I knew a couple of the numbers that she was about to do. And I was so excited about them. But she's such a sweetheart. She's always high. (laughs) And I got to see her at uh, Miss BK a couple weeks ago and she was like incredible. Nice. So I'm just like, I just want, I'm excited to see her journey and where she goes. I think she's really great. Next up, Delilah Pipes. Delilah Pipes. I don't really, we made out once. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving on to Megami. (laughs) You're like, moving out. I don't really know much about Delilah (laughs) other than that one night. Um, Megami, another girl who, like, I feel like she hates me. Uh, like, and I've tried to be really nice to Megami. And I think we've gotten we've gotten to a point where, like, I mean, like, full, full tea, anyone who's listening, like, Megami and I were top two, my season of Iconic. And I feel like she, she wasn't very happy with the way things turned out. 
and I think she might have taken that out on me. Recently, in the last, like, week or two, she's been really nice to me. So I, like, I'm holding on to that, being like, yeah, because, like, I... The reason I did Iconic in the first place was because I went to the win-in that happened before our season started, where it was, like, there was, like, eight girls, and one of them was going to immediately go into the competition. And I saw Mikami do her... Megami do her... Uh, Lydia Dietz number from Beetlejuice and it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen and I saw her do that and I was like I have to apply to this because I want to be in a competition with her and I want her to elevate my drag do you think she, she did she did she did yeah every week I was like well, what's Megami doing like that's like the full tea is like every week I was like what is Megami doing and how do I <laughs> be better than Megami next Regina Thick. Virginia Thick. Virginia Thick and I did Look Queen back in July of 2018. So a while ago, almost a year ago. And I've just been obsessed with her since. And I fully, like, every time she posts, I just, like, fully, like, <laughs> explode on Instagram. Be like, oh my god, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Uh, she's also a sweetie. And I hope Look Queen comes back so she can, like, do the finale. <laughs> Next, Zavaletta. Zavaletta. I don't know. Zavaletta hates me. Why does she hate I you? I don't know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's the wine talking right now. Well, I know you two get mistaken for each other sometimes we out of drag. We fully did. It was actually, the first time it happened was actually Megami. Really? Came up behind me. Right. Came up behind me at, we were all at Cryolin for like a meet and greet when we were all got cast in season two. And she came up to me and started talking to me as if I was Zah. And then like turned around and was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, ah! And it's happened so many times since then. I think it's because we are both A, like brown, but like we both at the time had like blonde hair. Mine is not blonde anymore, but it was just this weird thing. I'm just like, everyone was like, oh. Is that Audrey Phoenix or is that Zavaletta? I can't tell. Which is weird because she's so skinny and I'm so not. <laughs> oh, God. Next up is Johanna. Johanna. Johanna is the most bizarre little angel, <laughs> demon. I don't know what to call her. She's such a, like... <laughs> she has an interesting perspective on drag. And I've seen her do a lot of crazy things and I'm excited to see where her drag is in like three years her makeup is already there and the hair her makeup and hair and her looks like she's there i would love to see how she's performing in like a couple years because i think she will make a name for herself next is seraphim my little bean my little flaily bean <laughs> i love seraphim and it's weird because like i feel like like, we were always nice to each other during Iconic. But it wasn't until the season ended where she and I became friends. And it's been such a, like, an unexpected friendship. and But such a blessing. Like, I'm, I'm going to start crying. Like, she's just been so wonderful to me. And she gets me in a way that not many other people do. And I feel like I get her. And she's just a little bean. Yeah. She's also trash. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Vanadu. Vanadu. 
I have a crush on Xana too. <laughs> That's the tea. Is that the tea? Like, I will, like, literally risk it all for Manadu. She knows that, though. Like, I've told her. Yeah. Like, it's not a secret. I don't know what I can do for Vanadu. <laughs> like, well, it's now going to be on Talk. <laughs> She's not going to listen out. to this. She's going to be like, who's on? Oh, Audrey Phoenix. I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, next up we have Jacqueline Hyde. Love Jacqueline. That's tea I can't tell you on this podcast. <laughs> I love Jacqueline, though. Jacqueline is really, really talented and really established. Like, it actually pisses me off how fucking established she's gotten in the last, like, year. Like, she has a gig almost every day of the week. And, like, I have one gig at Icon that I won. <laughs> like, it's the beginning. And it's only the beginning. No, for me. Okay. I thought you meant for her. No, I was like, for, for her? Like, she's going to go more places? Um, But she uh has a cute butt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Speaking of Cherry Poppins. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was a bad reaction. <laughs> Cherry is your roommate. Cherry is my roommate. She, I hope she's not here right no, now. No, she's not. She's working right now. What am I supposed to say about Cherry Poppins? Whatever you want to say about Cherry Poppins. I don't know what to say about Cherry Poppins. You love I her. I met Cherry Poppins. When did I meet her? When did I meet her? I think I met her at when I was doing UDP because she was Nicole Anoskovy's guest one night. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then out. we that like became out. friends afterwards. I guess we dated for a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, that is facts. That is facts. Like, everyone knows that. It's not, mm-hmm. like, a secret. And then, I don't know, she... I don't know. I mean, you have to give her a shout-out for that gorgeous gown she made you. She made me the most stunning gown for the iconic finale. And for that... I mean, I paid her for it, so, like, I, like... It's not like she did me a favor. Like, I gave her money. <laughs> like, but, like... But, like, I will forever... Like, I... There's a long list of queens who I couldn't have won iconic with out and she's one of them like because that was a stunning gown speaking of iconic and people who sponsored iconic detox bustier detox bustier a a a a a she literally sits next to me at work at dylan's candy bar every day <laughs> she gets dunkin donuts she gets two uh croissant bacon egg and cheese sandwiches every morning and i have to smell it from 10 a.m to 11 a.m because that's how long it takes her to eat and no she's great she like is so talented at making nails and at performing and i i'm glad that she likes me (laughs) do you guys talk about drag at work we talk about we only talk about drag at work like we literally like she's not like i'm full-time so i'm there like monday through friday 10 to 6 or whatever she's there like three to four times a week and it's just like us talking about drag. It's like it's actually like embarrassing. We're just Did like, you run any ideas from iconic to her? Not for iconic, but before I was like sure of myself and before I like knew what I wanted to do, bef- way before iconic, I would actually like I would let her listen to my mixes and give her my opinion. But she and I have such different styles of drag. Mm-hmm that it's like she's a pageant queen she is a pageant queen but like i and i've seen her perform she's seen me perform i don't think i could give her tips and i don't think she could give me tips we're just our drag is just too different next up vix vix i'll say this because she said it on the mic once vix and i made out once (laughs) 
Really? Yeah. When? We were at Hardware one night. I don't know what was happening at Hardware. Was it like a Sunday or was it like a Tuesday after British show? I don't know when it was. But yeah, it happened and then we just never talked about it again. It was yeah. cute. cute. Um, but she was one of my favorites my season of UDP. And I'm still so excited to see her perform. She's doing like Spring Awakening now. Like it's crazy. Like she she's such an amazing vocalist. Yeah. She's and got I some just pipes. she's got the pipes. Next is Lemon. Lemon. I love Lemon. Does Lemon gives you life? She gives me life actually. She fully gives me life. She's so I'm trying to like give like I'm trying to be like, I hate this person. But, like, you haven't sent anybody yet. That I'm just like, well, I fucking hate them. Um, Maybe the next person, but... Oh, no, I doubt it. You already mentioned Cherry Poppins. <laughs> but, like, uh... No, Lemon's, like... It's, like... Our entire season, I was just fully, like, gagged by Lemon every week. And I was so thrilled when she won. And since then, it's like, I've gone to so many of her shows. I've, like... She's a queen that I love to support because I think she is the next generation of drag, you know? So when I see her doing a number, I'm just like, this is, like, fuck, this is it. Like, whether she's, like, filling in at, like, uh, pieces on a Friday or she's, like, doing her show at the West End, like, whatever she's doing, like, I want to be there because I want to see her. It's, like, her hardware show with Sky and Dee Dee on a... Wednesdays, it's like she's she's the real deal. Next, Sterling. Sterling, my little baby Sterling. Literally baby. <laughs> she's quite young. Sterling, another UDP sister who like has been so good to me since then. Her and her partner Aaron, like, they have this crazy real drag moms concept that i'm doing with lemon and vix and tsunami and michelle and pussy willow where it's like it's supposed to be this like this like take off this send off of like real housewives but it's like this weird faux reality series mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be really funny if we ever start filming it <laughs> next pussy willow what's what how do you what do you puss, refer to puss, her puss, mm-hmm. puss, puss. I, this is the part where I start crying, because Pussy Willow was there every week of Iconic, except week one, because she was working, but, like, if you're friends with Pussy Willow, if Pussy Willow is a friend of yours, I'm really gonna start crying, like, you're just blessed with this, like, cheerleader, (laughs) God, I'm gonna start crying, who is just gonna, like, support you in everything you do, no questions asked, and, like, <laughs> anything you ask. Like, during, during, during Iconic, like, I could not have made it through any week without Pussy Willow. <laughs> I'm start crying, I'm crying! Um, like, you would just be like, like, Puss Puss, like, I need you for this. And she'd just be like, yeah, okay. Like, and she would be there, she would order all the drinks, she would be backstage, she would help with everything. She would literally, there was weeks where, like, she wasn't on stage with me, but she was my stage hand. Like, she was just, she would just be backstage handing me props, you know? Like, it's that kind of thing that's, like, she didn't have to do that, but she did it because she's a wonderful human. And 
anyone is lucky to have Pussy Willow in their life. <laughs> Next, Michelle Shock. Michelle, my little BB. I love Michelle Shock too. Also there every week of of um, iconic. I almost said EDP. Ooh, confusing the competitions. Michelle is. I <laughs> literally is like sniveling. I love Michelle. Michelle was so good our season of UDP. And I'm excited to see where she's going to go now. She's doing all stars right now of UDP. And and she was there every week of Iconic. She helped me a couple of weeks. She's so smart. Her style of drag is so different than mine. Which is what... Like, I would love to do a show with her because we're both so different. What would it be called? But I think we complement each other. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, workshop it. Wait, no, let's do that. Let's workshop it right now. <laughs> Dumbos. Dumbos. <laughs> oh, like, I don't know. That'd I'm trying to, like, show. merge our names, but there's no yeah, like, merger really do that. for it. Can I give you one more? One more? Who yeah. else is there? Diana Jackadoff. That's my drag mom. Yes, it is. She's literally like, we met, like not even in person, we met on MySpace in like 2003. You just dated yourself hardcore. I'm old. <laughs> I think there are people we discussed on this podcast who weren't even born yet. <laughs> Boyish charm. <laughs> Uh, who's also really hot. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, no, we met, like, 2003 MySpace. And, like, it, we were both just, like, messaging each other. Like, I don't even remember how MySpace used to work where you would, like, message these random people who you didn't know. But somehow we got in contact and we would just, like, message each other about, like, Breakaway, the Kelly Clarkson album. That was, like, oh, my God. Time, like, and we were just like, oh, I hope this is the next single. And, like, it fully would be. And, like... It just, like, eventually it's, like, we were on MySpace, and then we, like, switched to Facebook, and then from Facebook we switched to Twitter, and then boom, there, Instagram, like, every time the social, the main social platform changed, we would just, like, go with each other, and then she and her now husband moved to New York, like, five years ago, and, like, I was the first person in New York that she met and hung out with. And we just, be like, it was just, like, this instant kinship. And, oh, I'm going to start crying again. Um, like, she lives in L.A. now, but, like, she started drag, like, six years ago in West Hollywood. And she's made a name for herself there. And when I was, like, talking to her, like, you know, I think I want to, I think I want to start drag. And she was like, all right, well, I'll be your drag mother. And... She's, like, a year younger than me, but she's fully my drag mom. And, there you go. like, she has done everything she can for me, and I will forever be grateful. <laughs> so, there was a time when you were at my apartment, and you were telling me about something that you did, and then I researched it, and within five minutes I found this. Um, so, tell me about your unintentional racist photo shoot with the Jewish mustache. Oh! For a second, because I, I, like, I've done a lot of things, and I was like, what are you getting at? Um... No, I used to work, before I was working for Dylan's Candy Bar, I was working for a hospitality group where I was also, like, the lead designer there. We owned, like, eight restaurants. One of them was the Brooklyn Diner. And Shelly Fireman, like, I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this. Shelly Fireman was, like, he's, like, 80-something years old. He was the owner of the company. He was obsessed with me. But he called, he used to, he was like, 
before he knew my name, he would call me his foreign friend <laughs> because of the color of my skin. He was like, oh, no. he would be like, where's my foreign friend? And like, someone would have to like come and find me and bring me into his office. But like, he, there was this like, uh, this, is it rise? Like this bread, this like brand of bread from the seventies that had this like promotional push called like, you don't have to be Jewish to love this brand of rye bread, whatever it was. And he took that and decided to place it current day, 2018 at the time, to like this mustard he created. And he had me like be the model for the mustard. (laughs) So that like, it was like, you don't have to be Jewish to love Brooklyn Diners real Jewish mustard. And it's literally a photo of me out of drag holding the mustard and smiling. And it's in all of his restaurants. Yeah. And (laughs) And you randomly found it on the unintentional racist Reddit thread. Is that where it was? Yes, it was. It was like, he's, he was not, like, I mean, he called me his foreign friend. He's like, <laughs> I'm not. Wow. Thankfully, nobody who worked there would ever be listening to this podcast. So I don't, they don't know who I am outside of my boy persona. So like, <laughs> I won't get in trouble. What are some of your current jams and what music should the listeners be listening to? Right now, it's all Lizzo. Lizzo? Her new album. It's She's so good. She's got the juice. She's got the juice. It's so good. I'm doing one of those numbers next week at my show. I'm so excited. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on The Amazing Race, who would it be? (sighs) On The Amazing Race? Ooh. I feel like there's a couple people I would pick. My first option is Nicole Anoscopy. Mm Mm-hmm, okay. That would be an iconic duo. An iconic duo. The Kelly Clarkson and Ruben Studdard of iconic. (laughs) (laughs) I just think she's good at winning things. (laughs) Like, so I would want, like, if I'm in a competition and I get to be paired up with someone, it's Nicole Anoscopy because that's just, like... Yeah, okay. That's her shtick. (laughs) Not not her shtick. You know what I mean? Like, she's just really talented in that regard. And I would love to, like... I feel like she would do all the research she can to know everything that they were looking for and she would like 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 just nail every episode being like well i did this because i knew that that's what this person wanted and you know like that kind of thing so we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire okay rapid fire so i'm gonna give you pop culture things and you are going to give me a word phrase story whatever you want to talk about right we're gonna start off with taylor swift's me so bad so bad sorry (laughs) hey kids spelling is fun it's not it's fun when you're gwen stefani and you make it fun (laughs) she's so bad uh and like it's just a waste of brandon yuri who is like actually like incredibly talented and beautiful and beautiful like it, it bothered me watching the video where it's like they're both dancing and she's just like a stick figure who can't move and he's just like giving you like rhythm and movement and you're just like oh yeah brandon yuri but i don't know i want to like it because i i fully do love taylor swift i really think if they did not release the video alongside the song it would have no the song would have like yeah it would have been like look what you made me do right just like but that video is is visually stunning it's it's a gorgeous video dave myers he does great work yeah Next up is Joe Biden announces his presidential bid. I'm just tired of Democrats announcing their presidential bid. Especially when it's like not like like of the 75 
people who have announced. Like, I was excited for, like, Kamala Harris and, like, Elizabeth Warren. And that's it. Like, everyone else was just like, oh, here comes Bernie Sanders pretending he's a Democrat again. And, like, here's Joe Biden, another old white guy who doesn't know anything. Well, I, like, I mean, I, 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 because I'm a Jersey boy. Oh, I, I mean, am, like, even, like. I am a big fan of Cory Booker. Like, so, like, that's my thing is that, like. The last election, when it was, like, when Hillary was, like, having her, like, moment and Cory was speaking for her, like, I was so excited about Cory Booker. Yeah. I was so excited about him. Now I'm just, like, his, I feel like his time is I think, for me, my ideal ticket would be Kamala Harris president, Cory Booker VP. VP? I'll take him as a VP. I would love it. I, I personally think Cory Booker is here to get his face out there, to remind people who he is. Yeah. So he can be someone's VP. I think he's great. I just... He, like, but, he had totally forgot that he also announced the candidacy. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, like, it's that sort of, like, there's been so many people. You, like, I fucking hate, like... Do you know who there's a rumor of announcing? Who? Mayor Bill de Blasio. He knows he has, stands no chance. <laughs> I would sooner I would sooner vote for Bloomberg than, <laughs> yeah, than de Blasio. True. Well, next up is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney World and Disneyland. See, I'm not, like, a... Disney but theme you're a, park person. Okay, but you're a like, nerd. I'm a so Disney like... nerd. I'm not a Disney theme park nerd. But are you a Star Wars nerd? I am a Star Wars nerd. I just like the. So I don't... you don't know that Disney is having a fully interactive. No, land? like I know that they also they have they launched the like Toy Story Land a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Like, but this is fully interactive. But like, I just like I am not. I don't get excited about the Disney theme parks. Okay. Only because, like, I... My You're mo- breaking my heart right now. No, no, no. Cool. My mother and I are, like, hardcore roller coaster junkies. Mm-hmm. So we fucking go off for Six Flags. Like, any Six Flags. Whether it's Great Adventure in New Jersey or, like, Magic Mountain. Like, wherever that is. You know, like... California. California. Like, like we go off for Six Flags. Because it's, like, it's giving you what you want. It's giving you the fucking thrill of your life. Disney and Universal, they're more just, like... They're an experience. They're more of, like, squeaky clean, like, safe fun with your family. So, and that doesn't, like, like, I want, like, drops and, like, okay. like, 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 I want to, like, be, like, shaken out of my That's core, fair. You know, like. You've broken my heart tonight, but that's I'm sorry. totally okay. I'm it's sorry. okay. It's Where's okay. the wine? <laughs> Next up is Sigourney Weaver attends Alien at North Bergen High School. Oh, I saw that today. Yeah. yeah. I love Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. She's incredible. I've watched Galaxy Quest like a thousand times. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. It's stupid. It's so good. And she's just like, she is... I... I remember when it was this cultural phenomenon, but like I grew out of Avatar really quickly. Like when I saw it in 3D, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. And then like watching it... Not in 3D, you're like, oh, this is not that great. It's kind of just like Fern Gully. Well, someone's going to have to make me watch Avatar but, at some point. But Sigourney Weaver in that movie is like, you're just like, is she she's the, funny. You're yeah. like, is she the greatest actress yeah. in the world? She was also in The Defenders, the Marvel Netflix show. <laughs> like, I love um, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> my favorite movie of hers is Heartbreakers. Love Heartbreakers. With uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. It's such a good movie. Ray Liotta, it's so good. And finally, number five, Avengers Endgame. I just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. And you cried? I cried a couple times. No spoilers? No spoilers at all. Out of 1 out of 10, 10 being the highest. Oh, 10. Okay. Full 10. There you go. Full Glowing review from Audrey Phoenix. No, full 10. I, like, that's a thing, like, I, again, like, as a fucking nerd, like, I 
was a child going to like Forbidden Planet on 14th Street, like, mm-hmm. and like spending all the money in my wallet on like comic books. And till this day, I still do that. Like every Wednesday when <laughs> it's new releases, I like go to, and buy comic books. I'm a nerd. Like, so that was just like, I remember I was still in college. And I remember in 2008 when the first Iron Man came out, which was the start of this right. whole series. And like, so like 11 years later to see it all culminate and come to this end is just like, it's, it's our generation's Star Wars. How many years before they reboot everything? I don't know if they have to. I think what Kevin Feige has done is like, you still like at this point, like even though this, this 22 film series has come to an end. There's still a Black Panther sequel and a Spider-Man sequel and a Captain Marvel sequel, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Like, there's still so much are there, to keep. Like, there's just, like, there's the next phase, basically. Are it's there like, any Marvel characters that you're hopeful to get their own solo film? Well, now that Disney bought Fox, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see the X-Men done right. Truth. And to see, like... Okay, so of all the To see them X-Men. cast someone correct as... Jean Grey and, and Storm too, because Storm so, okay. has got been if done you, dirty by Fox. If you could pick any X Men character to get their own solo feature, who would it be? It would be Storm. Okay. As as a fan of Jean Grey, I feel like Jean Grey works in the X Men fold. Storm is a character who works in it and out of it. Do you know who my favorite X Men is? Who? I think it was f- four, fifth grade. I dressed up as Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Kurt Wagner. Mm-hmm. So when for it's me as like baby. this little um, well, like teen who loves um, X Men and also is now fond of musical theater, when Alan Cumming was cast in as Cat. Night uh, Nightcrawler, best casting in the world for me. It was also a phenomenal performance. Yeah, he X2 was so is good. X2. I have X2 an X2 is really good. I have an X2 poster that I no longer have up on my what wall. What I just heard was X-Tube. So that's ah! a little different. No, but like I have that I have that in a frame, but I keep it in the back of my closet cuz at this point because of certain you... things we're not allowed to like talk about that movie anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was going to say you should go to club coming and ask him to sign it for you. He's never at Club Coming. Um, yeah, he is. I'm at Club Coming all the time. He's, he, he's he, never there. Every, I've been there three times, and he's been there every single time. Okay. Well, work. are you ready for the fan corner? Okay, work. I don't know if I have fans, but sure. Um, so this first question is from Boyish Charm. <gasps> My baby. What is the biggest lesson you learned from doing both Iconic and UDP? The biggest lesson? I would... The thing is that, like, I feel like I learned that lesson after UDP. And it's what helped me in Iconic is just to like, like you go into it, you have a lot of people telling you things and you feel like you know what is expected and you want to do what's expected. Like you like, like UDP, you're like, oh, this is what we know Marty likes. Or even like Iconic, you're like, this is what we know that like the judges are going to like, don't do that. Do what makes you happy. I literally this past, this past week for UDP I got a message I got a message I was talking to Cicatrix who just won this past week and she was like you know I have these two numbers for this theme and I don't know which one to do and I literally told her I was like well which one makes your heart race and she was like well this one and I was like do that one and she did it and she won you know it's that sort of thing like you can't go about it 
doing what you think is gonna please a judge. You have to just be yourself. And that sounds so like, like, you know, like it sounds so bullshit, but it's like, that's just the tea. Like you have to, if you're not yourself, then no one's gonna connect to it. That's fair. So this next question, you'll know who it's from, but how excited are you to work with the Coco Taylor? Ah! I'm excited. I feel like we, I mean, we did, uh, you did the we gays did, like, against guns. The gays that, against that was a, guns that was a, a bigger cast. This is a this smaller. Is a, that was a massive cast. This is mm-hmm. going to be more intimate. I'm excited. I mean, by the time this airs, it'll you, have happened. Yeah. I'm nervous because there's a lot of numbers for me to learn that, like, I <laughs> have great. not learned. But You're I'm excited friend. about the. Well, I'm, I'm excited about it because um, I'm doing two numbers that I've never done. Well, three numbers that I've never done before, and. I'm never gonna do again. You like, never know. Maybe it will go so well. You'll be like, I'm gonna. Add I mean, if I, if I if Nancy and I if Nancy No Good and I ever do a show together, like hey, you never know. We'll do that number Ma- again. Maybe but like, I'm you, not... maybe you and Nancy will be like, oh my god, we're such good friends now, and you should come guest at my icon show. That could happen. It could happen. You never know. She's a cutie. She is. <laughs> that is a story for after the podcast. Ah! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next up is a question from Michelle Shocked. <gasps> First, she says, what's it like to be beautiful, stunning, and angel? She's going to make me cry again. Uh, She's such a fucking whore. (laughs) I am not any of those things. She is. Well, she has a follow-up. Is it true you're the Kai Kai Queen of New York? It probably is. I literally, like, I have no shame in it. It's just like, I just... I mean, it it was very close for me to change tea time to Kai Kai time. It could have been, it and been. it could have been a yes or no question, and yeah. you would have gotten a lot of yeses. <laughs> well, we will have a second podcast another time. <laughs> this next question is from Harry Lagrande. Baby. What's your favorite thing in a partner? Partner? Well, it's just someone who can make me laugh. Laugh? That's easy. It's literally, it's the easiest thing, but that's, it's, I guess, the hardest thing, because I've been single since I've been in college. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not going to go down that road again. We already went down that we road. <laughs> and finally, I have a question from Arya Durchi. Oh, God. Thoughts on Pussy Willow and Arya Durchi dating? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> I'm just, like, very protected of Puss Puss. And, like, I will also I say this right now on recording. Like, if Arya Durchi does anything to upset my Puss Puss, he's going to... Sh- Aria Durchi is going to be in for it. Like, that's it. That's You're just the tea. You're a protective mother. I, like, sh- I will... Mama like, Bird wants to protect the baby bird. I will bird. fall on the sword for Pussy Willow, and... Just, yeah. she better be careful. <laughs> yeah. So I have my previous guest <laughs> ask my current guest a question, and this is a question from Boy's Charm. What's the one performance of yours from your performance history that you wish you could erase and wish no one could ever see again? That I wish I could erase. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! So no, so like the thing is that like I wish I could do, redo Home Week at Iconic because not that like I not that I wasn't happy with my performance. It's just that like I did something different than what everyone else did, which like normally would be fine, but for me it didn't feel fine. So like I wasn't happy with that number, but. I still, I still love, I still believe in that mix and that number, and I want to do it again, but like better, and I think I can do it better. So we'll take away that version. Your new version will stay. 
Sure. <laughs> there you go. Well, now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Who's your next guest? I'm not telling you. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to pretend I don't know who your next guest is. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's been spoiled because I announced the two people you did. at the same time. So you so do I'm know. Not gonna, the question is not going to be a marriage proposal. It's going <laughs> to be... Um, the question is going to be like, if there was one song or mix that's in your repertoire that you were forced to only do for the rest of your drag career like you can't do any other number but this one number what's the number oh no oh no i'm scared i can't wait to have this conversation (laughs) well (laughs) if you made it this far in the podcast please use hashtag algae phoenix rises where can we find you on social media at Audrey Phoenix Rises. A-U-D-R-E-Y. Is that how you spell Audrey? I think so. P-H-E-O-N-I-X? Is that no. right? No. Is oh, that, did I do that? It's it's the wine. <laughs> and Venmo, maybe. P-H-O-E. You know? Yeah, that's correct. N-I-X. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Audrey, this was a pleasure. R-I-S-E-S? Sure. I don't know anything. Just start Audrey Phoenix and then you'll find her. <laughs> I'm the drag queen who comes up when you type Audrey. <laughs> it's true. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks once again to Audrey for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. Follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.